Hey guys, Teacher of Liberty, Joe Wolverton here again with episode two of my podcast. And this episode's talking about something I wish we didn't have to talk about, but unfortunately, we have to talk about it too much, and we've been talking about it your whole life, probably. Uh, and that is war. Unfortunately, tragically, unconstitutionally, the United States have been at war. Yeah, I said have, it's plural. States are plural. It's not one big thing. The United States have been at war since 2001, and that's 18 years. So many of you, your entire life, this country has been at war. Now, we found out uh, last week that high-ranking members of our government, up to the highest-ranking members of our government, purposefully and knowingly lied to us regarding the war in Afghanistan. The Washington Post sued through a Freedom of Information Act request to get access to some, to some information that the Pentagon had been keeping secret. The Washington Post won that, uh, well, we granted that request. And now we know that for 18 years, our government has been knowingly lying to us. Those lies told to us by the people we elect to serve us to protect our life, liberty, and property, those lives have cost almost half a million lives. Those lies have cost us half a million lives and about $6 trillion. And what do we do about it? We focus on impeachment that, frankly, is a paper tiger and is a charade and is nothing but theater, while the things that matter most, taking of life, we ignore. So I was going to talk all about Afghanistan, but then a couple of days ago, WikiLeaks released an unredacted document regarding the bombing of Syria that was carried out by the United States, Britain, and France on the 14th of April, 2018. A committee at the UN known as the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons sent a team of experts to the Syrian city of Douma on the 7th of April, 2018. Now, the United States claimed that President Assad of Syria had gassed his own people by sending barrels of chlorine bleach falling down onto his own people, which didn't make any sense, and now we find out it just wasn't true. The report says, upon arrival, this is the report, upon arrival, the team found much of the physical evidence, including the bodies of the deceased, were no longer there. It was alleged that 49 had died and up to 650 had been seriously affected by weaponized chemical gas released in a specific area of Duma on that day in April. Rebels claimed the gas came from cylinders dropped from aircraft, clearly implicating the Syrian government. The problem is 
people that went in there to investigate found none of that. But that didn't stop the United States, Great Britain, and France from bombing Syria. Now this reminds me of a story that some of you will know. The story of Pisistratus of Athens. Pisistratus of Athens, about 450 B.C., wanted to be the tyrant of Athens, found it, tried and tried and tried and was unsuccessful. And then he decided, I'm going to play a trick on them. I'm going to make them beg me to be a tyrant. So he goes out of town. He takes his horse and a donkey and he and some of his henchmen, his sons, and he beats himself, and he beats his donkey, and he beats the horse, slashes them, and then he goes back into town telling stories of how some foreign enemy just outside Athens had attacked him, and now all of Athens was vulnerable to these attacks, and that they had to vote for a professional army to protect them, because these people were this serious, they would attack a leader in broad daylight that the Athenians need to be scared, and they bought it. Now, that would be nothing more than a cautionary tale, an interesting tale from history, if it didn't happen last year. Again. Last year, change Pisistratus for Donald Trump change Athens for Syria and we did the same thing. I'll read to you from Plutarch's biography. Now when Pisistratus, having wounded himself, was brought into the marketplace in a chariot and stirred up the people as if he had thus been treated by enemies because of his political conduct, a great many were enraged and cried out that Pisistratus should be given this much power because he was wiser than they. And then, when they had given their weapons to Pisistratus and created this giant army to protect them from the enemies that wounded Pisistratus. Pisistratus then seized the Acropolis, and when that was done, the city realized his trickery and was in an uproar. And they go to Solon. Solon, who's now in his 90s, they go to his house. Solon, Pisistratus tricked us. There wasn't really an enemy. We didn't need to be disarmed. There wasn't a problem in Athens. There was no real enemy. We were tricked by him. And Solon says, if now you suffer, do not blame the gods, for they are good, and all the fault was yours. All your weapons you put into his hands, and now as his slaves, you must do as he commands. That was 450 BC. Duma, Syria was a year ago, a year and a half now. So, Things haven't changed much, have they? We still have the men of the hills, the men of the plains, the men of the coast. And they still play us. And they still take 
young men, mostly poor young men. Trust me, I grew up in the army. I saw how many poor young men joined the army. And now we have thousands of them dead in Afghanistan because now we know they were lies. Look it up in the Washington Post. Syria, we go bombing it based on lies. And in Syria, it was just like Pisistratus. Hey, let's pretend that there's an enemy blowing stuff up and then we can go, we can go kill them. We have an excuse to go bomb them. Now, some people say, well, we're not responsible for what our government does. And I will say bollocks to that. We are responsible. There is an old Latin legal phrase, and I'll read it to you. Qui facit per alium est perindi oxy facit per se ipsum. Whoever acts through an agent acts as if he did the act himself. He who acts through an agent acts as if he did that act himself. We're responsible for the acts of our agent. The government was created as our agent to make us freer, to protect our right to life, liberty, and property. So when we go murdering people in Syria, murdering people in Afghanistan, that those missiles don't say Donald Trump's name. As I said last time, they say our name. And it's been a legal maxim for centuries. If my agent does something, I'm to blame for it. That government, we're the one who created that agent, and now it's out murdering in our name. Now, I want to speak a little bit about when war is just, when it isn't just. And I would like to, really, honestly, I would like us to, the phrase I'm using, a book that's coming out that I'm putting together right now, get back to Grotius. Hugo Grotius, Dutch writer, he wrote a book, The Rights of War and Peace, in 1625, and that book was a textbook until the federal government started dictating the curriculum in school, the mid-1800s, the late-1800s. But I'm going to read some of Grotius, and I just want to talk about it for a few minutes, okay? First, let me get a little, a little sip. Whenever I drink a beverage, that's a sign you can have a drink of a beverage too. Mmm, goes down smooth. Speaking of smooth, the Musgrave Pencil Company. Smooth writing, I'm not sponsored. I'm just trying to be. All right, so, if the cause of war be unjust, says Grotius, if, follow me, if the cause of war be unjust, Though it be undertaken in a solemn manner, yet all the acts of hostility done in it are unjust in themselves. So that they who knowingly do these acts or join in the acting of them are to be accounted with those who without repentance cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Boom. Roasted. If we don't have a just cause to be at war and there are acts of hostility done, 
those who participated in the acts or those who knowingly allowed them to be done are accounted with those who without repentance cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. We'll get to that in a minute. Grotius, a very religious man. Now, a just war, what is it? Is it defense of our country? Here's what Grotius said about that, because I would agree, if someone's attacking you, you have a natural right to defend yourself. Grotius says, to justify taking up arms in our own defense. And here's the sort of, uh, what would you call it, the formula that he laid out. In other words, it's not even always justified in taking arms if you're in your own defense. Listen to this. First, there ought to be necessity for doing so. Which there is not unless, one, we are sure with a moral certainty that the enemy has not only forces sufficient, but a full intention to injure us. Okay, so we know the attack in Syria wasn't justified because there were no Syrians attacking us. We know the attack in Afghanistan was not justified. We justified it based on the attacks of 9-11-2001, but all of them, except one, were Saudi Arabians. But we don't bomb Saudi Arabia. We give Saudi Arabia bombs to use on other people because oil. Why are our troops still in Syria? President Trump said, we must protect the oil wells. We have American soldiers in Syria protecting oil wells. Guess which country in the world has massive oil reserves that go untapped? The United States. Now, they have to have forces sufficient and an intent to injure us. In other words, if this guy cannot injure us, he doesn't have forces sufficient. I can guarantee you the Syrians can't make it over here. The Afghanis can't make it over here. The Pakistanis can't make it over here. Not only do they have to be able to have forces sufficient to do it, but we have to have a moral certainty that they intend to injure us before we injure them. We've got to have this moral certainty that God will absolve us for those killings. Here's Cicero. All wars undertaken without a proper motive are unjust. And no war can be reputed just unless it be duly announced and proclaimed and if it be not preceded by a rational demand for restitution. In other words, it has to be duly announced and proclaimed. In the Constitution, who duly announces and proclaims wars? Congress. Congress hasn't declared war since 1941. There's a lot of dead Americans. Every year there's a new acre added to Arlington because of unjust, unconstitutional, unconscionable wars carried out not in defense but for conquest, for dominion. That's not who we are. Plato, the tyrant is always stirring up some war or other in order that the people 
may require a leader. Of course, we're going to demand safety if we think we're being threatened, just like the Athenians. We read that in Plutarch some 2,400 years ago. We laugh. <laughs> Silly Athenians. I wouldn't believe such stories. We're being disarmed daily. Our natural right to defend ourselves reduced and reduced until we will not be able to stand up to this tyrant. Why do you think those dairy farmers showed up pre-dawn to Lexington? Their right to be free mattered to them. Maybe that's why we don't take it so seriously because we've never been free at least not in our lifetimes. There's no one alive today who has known a free America. Maybe that's why we don't take it that seriously. The commandment, we claim to be a Christian country, right? We're always, uh, United States is a Christian country. Judeo-Christian, some people like to say. So, Exodus 20:13 of the King James Version of the Bible, thou shalt not kill, period. Not, thou shalt not kill unless you need to be reelected and you want to seem tough. Not, thou shalt not kill unless one of the people who supplies money to your campaigns makes missiles. Thou shalt not kill. Remember that moral certainty. If you carry out unjust acts in the name of war, anybody who carried it out or knowingly allowed it to be carried out, Grotius said, without repentance will not be allowed in the kingdom of heaven. Now, I can't judge that, but there will be someone who will. And for me, I'd rather have moral certainty that that interview is going to go well for me. The Fifth Amendment to the Constitution. I'm getting close to wrapping it up now, guys. The Fifth Amendment to the Constitution says, no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. No person. Not no American person. Not no good person. Not no person that we really like. No person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Now, what is this due process? Why are we due? Why is a process, a legal process, due to us? It is owed us. We are due this process. This process is owed to us because we are a person. It says it right there. No person shall be denied, deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. You must have due process if you're a person. Because you are a child of God. Or at least that's what the Declaration of Independence says. All men are endowed. All men, all men are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And life is one of them, yes? We are owed a process because life, liberty, and property are at the center of existence. 
you must charge me with something. You must give me an opportunity to answer those charges. I must have those charges heard before an impartial tribunal. I must be found guilty before I can be punished. You go out and steal something from Walmart, you're not going to jail. You're going to court so that they can determine whether you actually did it or not. We, guys, we go around exporting death in the name of the United States. And remember the maxim. If my agent does it, it's the same as if I did it. No person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Why? Because thou shalt not kill, period. I don't know how we've come to this place that so many of us, trust me, I'm going to get this video lit up with comments about how we have to kill them there before they come over here to kill us. I'm not about that. The Constitution, every issue, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, no respecter of persons. If you're Muslim, you're still a person. If you're a communist, you're still a person. Because you know what someday we might be saying? If you're a Christian, you're still a person. I am owed this process of law before the government, who is my servant, can take my life, my liberty, or my property. Surely that makes sense to you. Let's get back to Grotius. We only take life when we have a moral certainty that we have to do it. That we have to do it. I want to end with a couple of quotes. First is from John Quincy Adams. Many of you will know this. John Quincy Adams said, Wherever the standard of freedom and independence has been or shall be unfurled, there will be her, America's heart, her benedictions and her prayers be. But she... America goes not abroad in search of monsters to destroy. She is the well-wisher to the freedom and independence of all, but she is the champion and vindicator only of her own. Otherwise, the fundamental maxims of her policy would insensibly change from liberty to force. She might become the dictatress of the world. That's fem feminine for dictator. She would no longer be the ruler of her own spirit. That's it. We'll rule the world. But at home, no spirit. America's glory is not dominion, but liberty. Her march is the march of the mind. Let's... Let's show people who we are. Let's be the America Hong Kong thinks we are. Let's be the America that these guys pledge their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Let's be those Americans. Finally, I want to read a quote by a great man that I respect mightily, Spencer W. Kimball. He said, 
we are a warlike people, easily distracted from our assignment of preparing for the coming of the Lord. When enemies rise up, we commit vast resources to the fabrication of gods of stone and steel, ships, planes, missiles, fortifications, and we depend on them for protection and deliverance. When threatened, we become anti-enemy instead of pro-kingdom of God. We train a man in the art of war and we call him a patriot. Thus, in the manner of Satan's counterfeit of true patriotism, by perverting the Savior's teaching, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. We forget that if we are righteous, the Lord will either not suffer our enemies to come upon us, or he will fight our battles for us. Guys, it's up to you. Let's not be a warlike people. Let's be strong. Defend ourselves when that defense is necessary. Let's stop exporting death. Let's realize that if our government does it, we do it, and we need to stop it. I appreciate you watching, and I hope we can get this done. And as always, do what you can in your state to uh, make America states again. Thanks, guys.